and welcome to On Topic with IU. I'm Emily Miles, and in this episode, we're talking about how the pandemic has affected how we connect and operate in relationships. Although things are wild and um, stressful and uh, really unpredictable, people are still able to find a way to connect. This is social psychologist Amanda Gesselman. And I think that just shows our true nature, really, that, that we seek out those connections regardless, um, and especially in this time. She's the Associate Director for Research at the Kinsey Institute and the Anita Aldrich Endowed Research Scientist. And at the Kinsey Institute, I spend a lot of time studying new trends in love and sex and how that impacts um, health behavior as well as how people use technology in um, keeping their relationships and sex lives going. This has a big intersection with this moment that we're in with the pandemic. And you've been working on a study studying exactly that. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So um, this pandemic is certainly like nothing we've ever seen before. Um, Both myself and my colleagues and researchers in my field at large have done a lot of studies on couples coping with stress or people coping with stress and trying to find a partner. But this situation is so different and just on such an enormous scale that we, as quickly as we could, put together a survey and um, got it out there so we could see what's changing for people, how people are coping, what um, what sort of the, the major pitfalls are, how people are online dating now that you can't go outside and meet people. Basically everything that we could think of to study we put in the survey. And so we launched this survey in around mid-March, right as IU announced the two-week spring break. It's a three-part study so far. So we did the first one, and then we surveyed the same people two weeks later. And then we just started the third round, which is, again, um, two weeks later. And so we're looking at changes over time, but also um, within each one, we're looking at, you know, how people feel things have been for them in the last two weeks, um, increases in loneliness, changes in all kinds of behavior that have to do with mental health, physical health, and um, connecting with others. Yeah, and so... What sorts of big trends have you seen? Have there been any, you know, sort of standout changes? Yeah, we've seen some pretty big standout changes. So we had a few questions in there about whether or not people feel that their sexual lives are um, staying the same or improving or declining. And um, 43% of our participants said that their sexual lives have declined since the pandemic started, which again was only in mid-March. So the pandemic at least in the U.S., was fairly new, and people were already seeing that decline. Um, So that was pretty significant. Basically, any kind of sexual activity that people were engaging with prior to this pandemic has really been on the decline. And that's true for singles and for people who are in relationships. So that's even true for people who are quarantined with their partner. So it's not it's not just a reflection of people, you know, being physically distant. It's it seems to be impacting quite a large amount of people in, in all kinds of situations. Right. And we know that, you know, stress by itself can have a big impact on on the way that you're experiencing a relationship. Do you have any insights into, um, you know, the the way that that might be affecting this moment? Yeah, stress has quite a unique impact on people in that, um, you know, it can go sort of either direction. So some people who have a lot of stress or feel a lot of stress, Um, they might seek out sexual behavior. They might want to get close to a partner. Um, It might be a way that they decrease their level of stress or it might be a way that they feel supported or emotionally connected with someone. Um, Whereas other people might um, 
you know, shut down when they feel stressed. They might feel like they have too much on their mind for that, or they can't stop worrying or stop feeling anxiety long enough to sort of lose themselves in that sort of pleasurable experience. Uh, what we're seeing in our survey is that more people are experiencing the latter with a, um, more of a decline in sexual activity and sexual desire than in, in the increase. But we certainly do see some of those people increasing. I will also say that although we are seeing um, a decline in frequency and desire and those sorts of things, for one in five of our participants, we are seeing um, additions to their sexual lives. So even though they're having sex less, some people are adding things to their lives to you know, increase excitement or find a way to connect in different ways. And so a lot of those behaviors are things like sexting or sending nude photos, but also things like sharing fantasies with partners. And so I think that that was really an important finding for us um, because it shows that, you know, although things are wild and um, stressful and uh, really unpredictable, people are still able to find a way to connect. And I think that that just shows our true nature, really, that we seek out those connections regardless um, and especially in this time. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people talk about how this is a moment in a lot of, you know, sort of like realms of life for us to be creative. And it sounds like this is a, a perfect place to be doing that. Yeah, it's interesting to think about creativity in terms of, you know, our love and sex lives. But I definitely agree. I recently analyzed some of the data from our second one. So that's two weeks after the first one. And um, in that one, 68% of our whole sample said that the coronavirus pandemic has affected their relationships, both single people who were looking for partners or talking to partners or, you know, trying to, maybe they had someone they were talking to and trying to form something more concrete. Um, and also people who are um, quarantined with their partner, 68% of people said that it has definitely had an observable impact on their relationships. But when we look specifically at singles, and especially singles who are online dating, um, we asked them a bunch of different like, observable characteristics of other people and whether those things have um, increased, decreased, or stayed the same. And a lot of things we found were that people were engaging in different behaviors online uh, in online dating sites that are specific to connections. So between one in four and one in five people in our sample said that they've seen an increase in people um, wanting to more deeply emotionally connect via the apps. People also said that people are now more willing to really want to get to know them. And almost half of them said that they've seen an increase in people's level of sexual interest or horniness on dating apps. Um, so they are observing, you know, observable increases in how people are coping with this and sort of the sexual frustration or sexual um, connections people are seeking. But um, again, that goes back to what I was saying earlier about how people can go one way or the other. And so it does seem to be observable in dating sites, although maybe not necessarily, um, you know, in practice. And so I think that we are seeing this creative outlet, maybe... Maybe creativity isn't the right word, but um, the sort of adapting to what we have to create the feelings that we, you know, used to be able to get more easily. Yeah. What strikes me about this is that it seems like in a lot of online dating realms, people are afraid to be sincere. Um, but it sounds like an, an increase in sincerity and, and people being really genuine with each other. Yeah, I agree. Actually, one thing that I'm really interested in and I have been for the past few years is the idea of people um, feeling a bit stigmatized for wanting something, quote, real in the online dating experience. And so I think that there definitely is something to be said for that, that um, the idea of, you know, being too vulnerable or 
searching for that emotional connection is seen as a bit uh, less socially acceptable for online dating for whatever reason, for you know reasons that I haven't quite figured out yet. Um, but I do see that in this particular context within the pandemic, it seems that people are um, more willing to be open about that kind of stuff and to seek out those things. We actually did ask if people thought that other people were being more upfront with the kind of relationships that they want. And about one in 5% said yes. I think it was like 18% of people said that they've seen an increase in that. So not a huge percent, but it is, you know, quite a significant increase from knowing that most people don't, don't say that. So seeing an increase in one in five people telling you what they want is pretty significant. Yeah. So if people are finding themselves, um, you know, either with their partner or, you know, stuck away from their partner, they're, they're planning to keep the quarantine procedures and they're struggling in this moment. Are there any ways that they can start to, you know, cope with, manage this? Yeah, I mean, it is a huge struggle for anyone who is either quarantined alone or quarantined away from um, close others that they used to be able to really take comfort from and, you know, feel supported by and supportive of that person. I mean, couples are unique, right? So the things that may be um, a problem for them currently maybe aren't a problem for other people. And um, so it's really hard to give specific recommendations. Um, What I will say is that A lot of the relationship literature really relies on good communication, which seems like really a cliche thing to say. But I think that that's especially um, important right now because everyone is experiencing this trauma of um, being in this pandemic and not knowing what our future is going to be like and not knowing, you know, when we'll be able to come out of this, when we'll be able to see each other. Um, And so I think it's especially important right now to have good, open, honest conversations about the way that Um, we're feeling and things that we're worried about and scared about and especially in terms of our relationships things that we need from our partners or that we want to give and so I think a lot of comfort can be taken from having a conversation with your partner where you tell them you know I'm I'm scared I'm worried and you know I would really like to check in more I think that might make me feel better Um, or asking them how they're feeling and having that discussion Um, another thing that I think is interestingly very accessible right now is um, a lot of the relationships literature shows that good quality relationships or feeling good about your relationship comes from this idea of self-expansion, of um, experiencing new things together. And so if any recommendation, I would say um, try to find things that you could both be interested in, but that you haven't necessarily done before and try to experience those together as best you can. because that's sort of the only way that we have to stand in for, um, you know, those face-to-face interactions. But prior research has shown that that does help to build stronger relationships. And so I think that that could be an easy, doable thing to do together and that you could probably do pretty frequently. So those are some of the ways we've adapted and can adapt to maintain our connections and relationships. We're going to take a quick break to hear from Kenny Smith about another recent episode. But when we come back, We'll talk about exes and what Amanda and her colleagues have found about how many of us are reaching out to them and why. Thanks, Emily. I spoke with Linda Pisano, professor of costume design and chair of the theater, drama, and contemporary dance program at Indiana University. We discussed the performing arts in a time of social distancing, and she talked about the upcoming Theater Thursdays program. It'll start May 28th and run through August 6th, and it's Professor Rich Rowland head of musical theater and he's in collaboration with our um, dramaturg Madison Coquette 
and our project manager, Laura Judson. And some of the things that they'll be doing, each episode is um, about 45 minutes to an hour long, hosted by Rich. And there'll be occasional guests with a combination of live and pre-recorded content. Um, So this includes student-generated performance content, alumni performing, artistic interviews with students, faculty, and alumni. This will be a live digital platform. So you can definitely come to either our, our webpage for IU Theater and Dance, or you can go to our Facebook page as well. My conversation with Linda Pisano is on topic with IU. Emily? Um, another thing I thought was really interesting is that um, we asked people if they had reached out to ex-partners and if ex-partners had reached out to them. And about one in five people said that they had reached out to an ex during quarantine, but one in four said that they had been reached out to, they had been contacted by an ex. And of those who were contacted by an ex, almost all of them replied, 86% replied back to their ex. Um, most people told us that they were they were really doing it to check on their ex's health and emotional coping, emotional well-being. You know, maybe there's comfort in reaching out to a familiar person and assessing whether or not they're okay and, you know, engaging in that sort of, those sort of feel-good emotions, right? Having someone check on you and, and knowing what they might need and having them know what you might need. But I thought it was really interesting that, that most people are replying. Um, and of those people who did reach out to an ex, those one in five, 46% reached out to more than one ex. Interesting. I mean, I guess it makes sense because those are people who probably still are important to you, you know, and, and so you would genuinely care about them no matter what happened, you know? I think so too. And I think that, um, I really think that this is another way, another outlet for connection. I think that people who, especially people who are quarantined alone are, you know, lacking that connection that we usually get on a daily basis, seeing people face to face or texting or talking or whatever. Um, And so I think that this is likely just another outlet for people who are hoping for that, searching for that. And an ex provides a familiar partner. You know what? you know, they need, they want, you know how to talk to them, to connect with them, and they know that for you. So I found that really interesting, and um, I think it just shows our, our need for connection. On Topic with IU is a co-production of the Media School and IU Studios. Copyright 2020, the trustees of Indiana University.